in-depth investigative. This is KXAN News Today. Happy Friday, everyone. Our area's largest school district, Austin ISD, says its year-and-a-half-long search for a superintendent is over. Good morning. I'm Sally Atlantis. And I'm Tom Miller. Last night, board trustees named interim superintendent Matias Segura as the sole finalist for the position. Segura had already served as the district's interim superintendent for the last year. He also worked within the district previously. Says it was late this summer when he seriously considered taking over the job more permanently. AISD board president Arati C said Segura had standout qualities, but the board wanted to make sure that it vetted all of its options. As a former student at AISD, Segura says that he's excited to be named as finalist for the job. Now with all the work we've done over the last 10 months, you know, with the new commitment to each other, I really feel that some of the things that um, we really need to get done, I can get done uh, in a more efficient manner and, and in a way that aligns with our community values. So it's, it's going to be different for sure. AISD says it's not going to be until next year that a contract will be up for this role. They're going to draw it up. The district said the community will then be able to weigh in on the role of the superintendent position during the public forums that they're going to have with Sugura, and that's going to happen in January. So congratulations to him. We're in for some rain today before we head into a beautiful weekend. Yeah, we have meteorologist Kristen Curry here tracking that for us and telling us when we could see the rain. Almost here. Cold yeah. front okay. is on its way in. So let me show you what I've got on radar at the moment because a little bit of light rain possible ahead of the main line. Some low clouds, some mist, some pockets of drizzle, but we're waiting on the big deal. And that big deal is that front that's moving through the big country as we speak. It's going to be making its way across all of central Texas later this morning into the afternoon. Visibility this morning, probably going to struggle in spots. I certainly noticed it on my way in this morning. We've got some low clouds hugging the ground. Right now, visibility is only two and a half miles out in Fredericksburg. So I will keep my eye on this with the addition of rain. We know visibility is like to come down. Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center camera, though, in South Austin has those cloudy skies up top. Temperature 57 degrees. Temperature is a little bit on the milder side with the cloud cover overnight. But we're still anticipated to get back into the 60s today because of the later timing of this front. So looking at your rain chances, those will climb as that front gets closer to what's likely to make its way through the Austin Metro around midday and into the early afternoon here. So highs in the 60s with a rain chance of 70%. Coming up in your first morning forecast, we'll time out area by area when we expect those showers and storms to move. In. We've got some nicer weekend weather on the way and a stretch of sunshine taking us into our next work week. More on that in your first morning forecast. And thank you. Breaking news from overnight. Two people and their dogs are okay after a house fire in northwest Austin. Austin firefighters sharing photos from around 3.30 this morning off a of bluegrass drive near Loop 360 and 183. AFD says the people did escape after smoke detectors woke them up. Firefighters did rescue the dogs, as we mentioned. The fire's contained to a room where it started in, but AFD says there's smoke throughout the home. One person was treated for smoke inhalation. No word just right now on the cause yet. Overseas now, and as the Israel-Hamas war devastates the Gaza Strip, there's some new questions for President Biden on whether Israel should tone down its military operation. NBC News' Richard Engel reports this morning on Today as two U.S. officials tell NBC News National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan shared with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu that the U.S. wants Israel to transition to a more targeted phase of its war against Hamas. 
President Biden is now delivering a much stronger message to Israel. His national security advisor in Israel meeting the government and saying that the administration wants Israel to transition to a far more targeted campaign in Gaza. I'll have a full report coming up on the Today Show. Russian President Vladimir Putin says he is open to a prisoner swap with the U.S. Yeah, but he says it's only as long as the U.S. agrees to the terms that he says are suitable for Russia. Russian leader made the comment when asked about the possibility of a swap involving Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gerskovich and Marine veteran Paul Whelan. A Russian court denied a pretrial appeal by Gerskovich for the fourth time yesterday. Russia arrested him on espionage charges last March. He will now remain in custody at least through January 30th. Whelan has been held in Russia since 2018 after being arrested and accused of spying on the United States. He received a 16-year prison sentence. Both Gerskovich and Whelan have denied the charges against them. A jury will now decide how much money and damages Rudy Giuliani needs to pay to two Georgia poll workers. It's after he arrived for court in D.C. but didn't take any questions on the stand to testify. He is the only witness listed for the defense, so his trial moved to closing arguments. Earlier this year, the judge in that case ruled that Giuliani did defame two Georgia poll workers. They sued, saying Giuliani's claims were manipulating, that they were manipulating votes during the 2020 election, upended their lives, even leading to death threats. Still ahead, an update to a KXAN investigation. The state saying it's finally making some headway to help people kicked off of Medicaid. Good morning all, a big win for Texas women's basketball and for the Longhorn men, which player Coach RT wanted more from and he's getting it. Good morning, this is a live look outside on this Friday morning from the Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center where later on today it will likely be raining. Kristen's got your forecasts in just a bit. First, operations are back to normal this morning at Austin's airport. After dozens of United Airlines flight attendants demonstrated at Austin's airport yesterday, it was part of a nationwide day of action demanding a fair contract. It wasn't a strike or a work stoppage, rather an informational picket is what they're calling it. The United employees are represented by the Association of Flight Attendants. They held demonstrations at nearly 20 airports saying while pilots have seen significant improvements, they're still waiting on theirs. The flight attendants say right now they only receive full pay once the plane door closes. In a statement of KXAN, United Airlines wrote, quote, we continue to make progress with the AFA. We look forward to scheduling additional negotiations with the AFA and the federal mediator to reach an industry-leading agreement for our flight attendants. Meantime, Austin is changing the way that it deals with some crimes, from public intoxication and littering to some low-level theft crimes. Now the city council approved expanding the downtown Austin community court, and they're going to do it to the entire city. The court helps low-level defendants who are often homeless get access to services and to hopefully keep them from offending again. Before the approval, though, the court only heard cases in downtown Austin, West Campus, and in East Austin. The downtown Austin Community Court will now adjudicate some common Class C misdemeanors like littering or public intoxication all over the city. This is one more opportunity for us to show that as an Austin community, one Austin together, we're going to keep fighting every day to make certain that all Austinites get access to the services and the resources that they need.
Just like last week, the community court was selected to be a criminal justice mental health learning site. The U.S. Department of Justice recently launched the program to help with those behavioral health needs in the criminal justice system. Cars are getting stolen across Austin. Police say auto theft is on the rise, so we're asking APD what it's doing to try and reverse the growing trend. And the millions of dollars out of taxpayers' pockets as we look at the real cost of Attorney General Ken, Paxton, Ken Paxton's rather, impeachment trial. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning, all. Texas women's basketball done a lot of celebrating at home, doing eyes in Texas in front of fans. A little bit of celebrating away from home, but those were at neutral sites. Wednesday evening, their first road game and another test really aced. Let's check out the crowd in Tucson. This is the first basketball game. Everybody's standing when a top five team comes into town. Texas taking the early lead, and really they did not look back for much of the night until late. Arizona was coming back in it. Shaylee Gonzalez icing the game, sticking one of her four triples from the corner. There's, She said she had about 50 family members in town, close to home from her, the sixth-year senior. So an emotional night for Shaylee and for Texas to win on the road like that, a big night for this program as a whole. That we do have great. Um, it's just, you know, a teaching moment. Uh, there's so many fans here. Um, I, we're just, it's a, a true away game, really. Especially to do it here in front of my family is awesome. Um, super special to me, and just because I'm in the sixth year, you know, a grandma, um, that's what my teammates call me. Um, I mean, it's still super fun. I, I, I really enjoy it. Coach Schaefer loves calling her grandma, by the way. Well, in today's world of college sports, there can be a lot of turnover from year to year with transfer portal and everything like that. Perhaps no better example of that is Texas men's basketball. One of those new pieces is the active leader in scoring in college basketball, Max Azemus. Yes, of course, this was his best three of the year. Love watching that bench reaction, best shot of the year, I should say, that buzzer beater against Louisville up in New York City. He's grown so much already in his time with Texas. Anybody on the team will tell you that. He's a leading scorer for the Longhorns. A lot of people were expecting that as well. Coach, talking to the media on a good story from number three. It may have been the Rice game. I think at some point, I think he may have even picked up a couple fouls. And uh, I think he came out and he may have had, I don't know, he had 18 points in the game, 20 points in the game. And I'm like, that's the guy I'm looking for. That's the guy, that's, that's the guy I've, I recruited I want to see and I want to see all the time. Doesn't have to be perfect, but I want some moxie. I want some swag. I want that dude, you know what I mean, that carries himself like that guy. Looks to us like he's been that guy. Speaking of that guy, he was that guy last year, especially at the end of the season. Dylan DeSue, been rumors. Texas talking about when he's going to make his debut this year, but out so far this season. Coach saying in the media availability, he's been practicing more. The big thing is working through his conditioning. Coach RT also saying it's good progress, and they're going to play it by ear. So not giving us what we want to hear as far as a definitive yes or no, but does not does not sound like they know either. Texas facing LSU Saturday. We'll see if number one is going to make his debut. Of course, this all from a season ago. That's it for us. We'll send it back to you. Thank you, Noah. Congratulations also due to the Longhorns volleyball team. Women's volleyball heading to the national finals. The Longhorns advanced to their second consecutive NCAA volleyball championship match beating Wisconsin 3-1 last night in the semifinals. Texas will play Nebraska at 2 in the afternoon. It is this Sunday in Tampa Bay, Florida. Number one and number two going mm -hmm. at it. Those girls are amazing. Yes. Last night, Skinner yes. saved I don't know how many. 
Ooh, good sets. for that. Yeah, Congratulations, awesome. ladies. We're rooting you on. Let's show you what's going on with your forecast here, and then we'll get to a traffic alert for you. Clouds and radar showing right now mainly quiet conditions, a few spots of drizzle and sprinkles, but the main line is just outside of the area. We're watching a cold front moving northwest to southeast. This will be the rainmaker for today. Storm itself is further up to the north. You see the swirl there, but we're going to get the cold front attached to it to give us some rain chances. Live look outside, Lorenz and Lorenz 360 camera showing all that low cloud cover there. Clouds just waiting on lift to get the raindrops out of them, and that's going to come with the front. Temperatures out ahead of that boundary, though, not bad. Mid to upper 50s as we're walking out the door this morning. It's a mild start, and we're still expected to have a mild finish because of the later timing of this cold front. So even behind the cold front, temperatures won't crater. But you can expect highs to get back into those low to mid 60s today. Pretty seasonable at that. And then we'll be watching for increasing rain chances through the day. Now, I'll be honest with you, this high resolution model is actually one of the drier ones, but we'll go kind of worst case scenario and plan for and hope for some better rainfall out of this. 6 to 10 a.m. is when I expect that rain to be moving through the hill country, slowly approaching the Austin metro early to mid-afternoon here. And once we get into the evening, Eastern counties will slowly leave uh, that rain on top of you until about 10, 11 o'clock, and then everything is out of here. I expect some clearing skies as early as late afternoon in the hill country and then clearing over the Austin metro by this evening. As we mentioned yesterday, because of the slight northerly turn to this storm, our rainfall potential has come down some, but still anticipating anywhere from about a quarter of an inch to three quarters of an inch of rain, isolated pockets of more, depending on kind of where those isolated thunderstorms pop up. Most of this is just going to be rainfall activity uh, and not strong thunderstorms, but wouldn't completely rule out some rumbles of thunder and lightning. But hail and tornadoes, strong winds, none of that is expected today. Weekend weather looks fantastic. There will be some wind. There will be some wind tomorrow. But outside of that, dry skies, plenty of sunshine. Temperatures, again, still pretty seasonal tomorrow. And then warm sunshine taking over on Sunday. Sunday, I think, is going to be perfect for whatever you've got planned. Seven-day forecast shows 65 today with that 70% chance of rain. Again, starting in the Hill Country this morning, arriving in the Austin Metro about mid to late afternoon, eastern counties this evening. The sunshine takes over late weekend into next week. Temperatures stay in the 60s, potentially another round of some light rain coming in on Thursday. Let's now get you to traffic because watching a major traffic alert here, I-35 ramps going southbound and northbound at Ben White closed right now. So uh, for those maybe downtown Austin North, if you're trying to get to the airport, this potentially could tie you up. Maps have not indicated yet, but we obviously have visuals. We've got a photographer trying to get to the airport as well, and he's telling us the same thing. I-35 northbound and southbound uh, ramps to Ben White Boulevard closed there. It's the service road of uh, I-35 southbound at Ben White that we have a crash there. Reports of a wrong way driver and multiple vehicles involved there. Two injuries have at least been reported. So we're going to keep on top of this situation. There's also another incident further up towards the north that I'm trying to get more information on. This crash that we have right here is a 290 westbound closed at I-35. So those would potentially impact those drivers coming in from Mainer, 290 westbound closed at I-35. So a couple crashes that we're watching, couple closures we're watching too, so be sure to stay with Cakes again for the latest updates throughout the morning.
were vandalized. My thief, the booger face. In Austin, last than 10% of auto theft cases have resulted in arrests since the beginning of last year. And as KXAN's Brianna Hollis explains, it comes as police report the number of vehicles stolen continues to go up. Let's break down that less than 10% figure. According to the data we obtained from APD on auto theft cases from January of last year to October of this year, only about 800 of more than 10,000 cases ended with an arrest. APD says the state consistently has some of the most cases of auto theft across the country, going on to say that here in Austin, many suspects are teens who receive little to no sentence, allowing them to continually reoffend. Today, we have the story of two people whose auto theft cases have been suspended. Stuck in a rental car and an insurance nightmare. It's a little rough, I'm not going to lie. Javier Vasquez is juggling two jobs, two kids, and two instances of someone trying to steal his car. This is the second time this happened. First time came in September. It infuriates me that I can't park my car in the driveway like a normal human being. Danielle Paez, who has a name for her thief. Booker face. Also a double victim. Finally about to get the wheel fixed and everything, and I get woken up again, and the car was broken into again. In her case, police found her car in Pflugerville, but not the person who took it. According to APD data, detectives have recovered about three-fourths of the vehicles reported stolen since the beginning of last year. But once a victim gets their car back, that's just the beginning. Steering wheel completely ripped out, gasoline spilled. Vasquez had a similar experience and thieves only tried to steal his car. The glass was on the floor, it was shattered. And just because police have found a vehicle doesn't mean they found the suspect. APD suspended for varying reasons nearly 8,000 of the more than 10,000 cases we reviewed, including Piazza's and Vasquez's. The case was considered as good as closed. Someone targeted Vasquez's car in his apartment complex in South Austin. For Piaz, it was her home in North Austin. The data we analyzed shows us Barton Creek Mall is the single location where the most auto thefts happened from early 2022 to fall of 2023. Other sites with at least 20 incidents in that time frame include airport parking lots, two U-Haul locations in South Austin, and four different apartment complexes. Tell me about how much stress this has caused you. Well, it's caused me a lot of financial stress. Like, we can still live our lives, but there's always something that is like, hey, what happens if I go to sleep too early or if I go to sleep at the wrong time, then, then it happens again. APD says detectives often have to suspend cases because of a lack of eyewitnesses or video to identify the suspects. The department is actively working with a specialized unit within the Department of Motor Vehicles on ways to decrease the rising number of auto theft cases. Brianna Hollis, KXAN Investigates. Thank you, Brianna. The amount of money you get or reimburse for is depending on the type of insurance you have. According to the Insurance Council of Texas, you only get help with a rental car if you have rental car reimbursement. If you have comprehensive coverage insurance, that will pay for the damage. If your car is totaled, the insurance company will pay the estimated value of the vehicle. Most insurance companies require a full police report before starting the claims and reimbursement process. Medicare patients could save on medications under a crackdown from the Biden administration on prescription drug prices. The president says that drug makers are taking advantage of people.
In the year before we passed this legislation, drug makers jacked up prices nearly four times faster than inflation went up, and they were already too high. Let's call this for what it is. It's simply, it's a ripoff. The legislation he mentions is the Inflation Reduction Act. It requires drug companies to pay rebates to Medicare if they raised prices faster than inflation. The president says the prices of 48 medications, including antibiotics, cancer medications, and blood thinners rose quicker than inflation. People waiting to hear if their Medicaid application went through, we could get some answers fairly soon. State says it's finally making some progress here, processing the application backlog. That news comes on the same day as a new report came out on this, found that since pandemic era Medicaid protections ended in April, state only processed 3% of automatic renewals. That is the lowest rate in the country, the very worst. Last month, 39% of Medicaid applications took longer than the 45-day federal requirement to be processed, and more than a million Texans got dropped due to the procedural problems. There were some errors, errors in the computer programming in the system for eligibility that was kicking folks off when they shouldn't be. The Texas Health and Human Services Commission says it is encouraging employees to work overtime this month and increase training. Those efforts appear to be working. Officials say the average time it takes to process application dropping this month from 120 days down to 36. For those listening in on the KXAN Today podcast, we're happy to have you with us. I want to tell you what we're tracking at 5 on KXAN News Today. A new program supposed to make your trip safer to the airport. We're going to be live out there with a closer look at how it'll work. 